Hello, friends. Welcome to Thursday. This is Homemaker Chic Podcast, and I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, joined by my beautiful best friend, 2,000 miles away, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl. And we are here to revive homemaking in your home, to be your people, to give you the encouragement you need to face another day, changing diapers, making scrambled eggs, getting yourself dressed in the morning, whatever it may be. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) You just totally changed our whole... I know. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. And we're doing it in red lipstick with no denim jumpers. There we go. There we go. (laughs) Now we're back on track. In a creaky chair. My family has... Is it? My office chair. Oh, well, Yeah. My family is already trying to come in my office. They're okay. so abusive to furniture. They, like they have to go like, push on it every time they sit down or stand up and just slam yeah. and, you know, Amelie like stretches her legs out and like pushes the chair. And like, can you just sit? Could Reminds you just me of, sit in it daintily? Have you ever seen the movie Gigi? I don't think so. You should, you need to watch that. The music okay. is fabulous and he's really dreamy, but she's like, is taught to sit down and she's like, ascend. <laughs> She's basically being taught to be a prostitute, like a high, high, high class prostitute. (laughs) Thank you, Colette. It's a great story. Okay. Well, to, I want you to hang with me. We are going to deep dive into a topic today that y'all have requested a lot, but we weren't quite in the right headspace yet, but we're there now. So hang with me. Okay. Okay. Today's episode of Homemaker Chic Podcast is brought to you by the Elliott Homestead Cooking Community. This is a community that I, Shay, have created for all the home cooks out there who are wanting to refine their style, taste new ingredients, feel more confidence in the kitchen, and find more joy in the kitchen generally. So the cooking community is here to help you. I create five recipes every month and I send them to you via snail mail if that's how you choose, or you can access them digitally as well. And then I do an hour cooking long, hour cooking long, hour long cooking. What you do video where I walk through the recipes with you so that you can learn new skills and new techniques. And then of course we have the whole community element of it. So we have a very private, amazingly active and vibrant Facebook group where you can ask questions and share your victories with other home cooks from all around the world. And then of course we do our monthly Q and a call where you get to hop on a private zoom call with me and we troubleshoot, we chat, and ultimately we just build community to find more joy. So visit us at cook.theelliothomestead.com and you can learn to use sourdough, learn to roast meats, learn to preserve and enjoy new vegetables, to try new ingredients, and ultimately to fall in love with really good food and with cooking once again. So visit us at cook.theelliothomestead.com to choose the membership that fits your family best and we will see you there. And actually real fast, if you join now, you still get all of April's recipes, even if you choose the physical shipping membership. And this was a fun one because we did a picnic theme. And I thought of you, Angela, because it was a little bit of a Frenchie picnic, sort of. Of course. So we did baguettes with ham and butter. Yeah. We did 
just because we did some olive oil brownies with dried rose petals on the top. We did popcorn chicken with a honey Dijon dipping sauce, some spring sangria and oh, my friend Lori's kale salad, which is to die for. It's my favorite way to eat kale. She always brings and she always brings it. And it's always the best thing that. at the table. It's so good. So that's it. Okay. Um, how are you today? Again, recording the day off. Here we are Thursday. <laughs> you know, it's just the what's happening. Uh, it's really, you can tell I got like my light on. It's You're dark. Quiet. I'm quiet. You're quiet. Can you I move, move your my mic? mic? Yeah. Okay. There you go. So I was making a shadow. So it was bugging me. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's, <laughs> the, it's really dark here because we are super rainy and thunderstormy and fabulous. And the grass is getting green before my eyes. Mm. I took a an ever-growing teenage boy clothing shopping this morning. And, you know, speaking of laundry, like, you just got to love it. He's so sweet. I just, my, our listeners that have teenage sons, like, do you just love them? I just, he's just so sexy and fabulous. I just love him. And, like, it's just still, he just stands there and lets me pick out all his clothes. Hmm. He just lets me hold the hanger up to him. I'm like, this one, this one, this one. You need a belt? Okay. This one. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? He said, I'm going to be like an adult and you're going to be standing there picking out my clothes. That's okay. But it's kind of just sweet because uh, he still needs me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't grow up really, with... He looks really sharp. He looks... Oh, I bet he does. Yeah. You have good taste. I didn't grow up with brothers. And so I never got to see that like mom and boy element, mm. you know, and it... So when I had my boys, it it really was very special to get to see because you just, it's a different dynamic with the mother and her sons than it is with a mother and her daughters, you know, that's really fun. Yeah, it was fun. So, uh, then I, we went to the junk shop together, of course, with some junkin, which is fun. He's, uh, he, you know, he's going for technology and I'm going for copper works (laughs) you don't have to fight over items (laughs) there's no cat fights in the aisle (laughs) it works good um but yeah so here i am and okay just swooping in to record so okay well let's cue the wine music and let's uh because i know glass get going here so i've got red lipstick all over my glass here oh already you're already going okay well this is the part of the podcast that is brought to you by our beloved dry farm wines i want you to memorize this my friends dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic okay it's so easy to have these amazing naturally yeasted old world no sugar, no garbage wines delivered to your doorstep. You don't need to go buy wine at the store. Okay. No one needs to judge you by all the bottles in your cart. Just have it delivered privately in the comfort of your own home. (laughs) Oh, I remember like having toddlers in the, in the car and you're just like, just sticking wine bottles around the toddler. (laughs) This is an amazing wine supplier who finds wine from all over the world that are grown on these tiny little family farms that would never see the light of day on a grocery store shelf near you unless somebody went and sought them intentionally and provided them to you. And like Angela said on Monday, these are tiny, tiny little family farms that are growing on maybe eight or 10 or 12 hectares 
super small, super traditional, uh, really low volume sorts of, of wineries. And so we get to, you know, enjoy the gift of dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. This is what uh, we are. I'm actually going to pour this. Here we go. What are you sipping? I don't have a bottle on my desk. I just poured a glass. I have just enough to have this little guy from last night. Once again, chose because it's a twist top. (laughs) And of course, rhinoceros. No, it's a little pig. And I usually pour in a... (laughs) Oh, it's a pig. Of course. It's a pig. (laughs) It's like a wild boar. It's got this beautiful scripty patrons who are watching the podcast episode on the video form. You guys can see this beautiful label and scripty writing. I don't have a clue what this says. Go for it. No, it's I like I it doesn't even look like words to me. <laughs> There's Lebhaft, Frischling, von Sieghart, Donna from Blur. <laughs> Portugueser. <laughs> that may be well, my best. Geezer. I mean, that is like, <laughs> that may be my best one yet. <laughs> oh, Portuguese, Portugueser. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's an Austrian oh red. Why is that? Are you sure it's not Portuguese? It's not. So funny. The whole label is in. Wow. What was it that we decided they speak in Austria? German? Yes. <laughs> yes, they speak German in Austria. <laughs> anyway, that's literally the only words I can get off this whole thing. So this is a 2019 Austrian red. Um, it's absolutely delicious. Stu and I drank most of this last night and we just kept saying, Oh my gosh, this is good. Oh my gosh, this is good. And so I have that one. This is my first time. So see, I only have enough for this little glass. Here we go. Cheers. My friends, we made it to Thursday. Here's to laundry day. Here's to laundry day. Cause that's what we're going to be talking about today. If we must. Mm -hmm. So With your dry farms, you can get an extra bottle. They'll throw in an extra bottle with your first order if you use our link. So make sure that you visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. Get 13 for the price of 12 or 11 for the price of 10. No. (laughs) Seven for the price of six. (laughs) I'm so good at this job. Math. All right. I'm better at laundry than I am at reading ads. So... Okay. Check out that segue. Beautiful. Thank you. Okay. You can talk now. Okay. My laundry, my washing machine is running. My dryer is running. Yep. Mine is too. I have this amazing uh, talent. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I can clean out the lint trap and throw the lint in the garbage. Oh, well. You're above 99.9% of humanity. <laughs> I don't leave it on top of the dryer. I don't mm-hmm. leave it in a chore boot or on the floor. Nope. Or on the kitchen counter. I don't understand the words you're saying. <laughs> I should get some sort of award because yes, I you should put the lint. Uh, yes, you should. Okay. Homemakers, as you may have guessed, we are going into laundry today. Okay. We are going to eat that elephant 
one bite at a time because it doesn't just happen. Ain't no fairies going to be coming in to do your laundry for you. And this is applicable whether you are living on your own, whether it's just you and your husband, your empty nesters, or you've got toddlers coming out the wazoo. Everybody's got to do laundry, even if you do it at a laundromat versus doing it at home. Maybe you live in an apartment complex. It's, it's still just a part of daily life for all of us. And I think the reason this is so requested from our listeners is that this is, it can feel like one of those insurmountable things in the home. Yeah. And it's something, it's just, you turn around and there it is again. Right. And I think that's what it is. It's just like, we all maybe sort of have this idea that we're going, we're going to master it, which we're going to help you do today, but that we're going to master it. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to move on and it's never going to be a problem again. There will never be a dirty sock (laughs) under the couch or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just, that's not what it is. And I think, I think one of the most important things you can do in homemaking is look at the job description and identify, uh, you know, like um, take all the, you know, cooking, cleaning, errands, da, 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 da. And then expanding those further and just understanding that each one, like the, the drudgery that goes with it or the repetitive nature, like that also is part of the job description. It's not Mm -hmm. just the accomplishment. It's not just the getting it done. That is part of the job. It's actually the repetitive nature. This is, this is it. You have to do it Mm -hmm. every day. You have to stay on top of it or it will get the best of you. It's just, I think once you just like, just own it, go, Oh, right. Like this is no shock. This is part of the job. This is part of the job. Yeah. Then I think you can, yeah. If you can just, you know, we are emotional creatures. And I think it's just laundry can make you emotional, mm-hmm. make you angry mm-hmm. and resentful and worn down. And I think um, just identifying it as part of the job, maybe just taking a little bit more, just right off, right out of the gate, a more pragmatic approach. It helps me. I should say it helps me if I don't get all like offended by the laundry. That's that's yes. when it goes bad when I start getting offended that you had dirty underwear. Right. Dare you. Yeah. And not only is it part of the job description, but we're supposed to do things without grumbling. Yeah. You know, and I'm arguing that from a Christian perspective, like, hey, do all things basically without bitching and moaning. Okay. Yeah, this is the way that it is. But even if you're not a Christian, and even if this is just a task you have, nobody likes you if you're bitching and moaning. Right. Your kids don't like you. Your husband doesn't like you. It's not a good look. Right. And regardless, that, that goes back to the job description. Like if you if you have a career job, like you know what what's in what's required of you, and you can't just bitch all day. Yeah. You took the job. Yeah. Okay. So we took the job. Yeah. We took the job. So let's own it. So Mm -hmm. this is when kind of things took a spin for me with laundry. Um, I should say, oh, (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that. (laughs) Okay. Maybe. Okay. Uh, There's so many things I want to say. Things took a a turn for me when I was looking up how to dry clean at home because we live far from town. Running errands is truly my least favorite thing in the entire world. I don't 
like to leave the house because it's such a commitment. It's like an hour round trip, half hour in, half hour back, wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And so I try to avoid it unless necessary. So I'm Googling like, how do I dry clothes, dry clean clothes at home? So if you're listening to this and you're like, how do you? Let me tell you, because I didn't know it was possible until I did the research. And turns out it's actually very easy to do yeah. at home. First off, when you take them into a dry cleaner, they clean them with a chemical solvent. And so if you're like interested in clean stuff at all, like this is going to be a much better option. Toxin. Well, toxins. That's they, what I mean. It's the same solvent. I read year. I haven't dry cleaned in like 25 years. Like they used to clean jet engines. Oh, that's nice. And the miscarriage rate for women that work in dry cleaners is. Oh, that's horrible. High, which well, that's horrible. Tragic. It is a very toxic situation. You're supposed to, if you do dry clean for those listeners that have like husbands in the corporate world, maybe they're wearing a suit. Like you're supposed to air it outside yeah. for a couple of days. It's no bueno. Yeah. Yeah. It's no bueno. And it's so easy to do at home that there's really no need for it. So I get plastic tubs, have a plastic tub, fill it with warm water and just a teeny bit, like teeny bit of a mild detergent. You put your clothes in there, massage it gently around a little bit, let it soak for 20 minutes, drain the water, put in fresh water, massage it a little bit. You know, I don't mean reef on it. I just mean fingertips, you know, hand wash, Mm -hmm. drain out the water. um, And then don't wring it dry. We're not twisting the garment. We're just pressing it down and sort of splooging the water out. (laughs) You know how you can press it against the side of the sink. Technical term. Thank you. Yeah. And then we're going to just air dry it. Then once it's mostly air dry, toss it into the dryer for just a couple minutes and you're good to go. So ridiculously simple and so ridiculously cost effective. So there's really... No need. Okay. So anyway, that's how you dry clean at home. Okay. I'm, do- I'm doing this. And this lady wrote this on- uh, book called Laundry Love. I can't remember what her name was, but I'm sure you can find it. Laundry Love. And she was like, hey, like you said, this is part of the job description. This is what we have to do <laughs> as homemakers. What about if we thought about it? Like what we get to do? Like, what if we found ways to just find pleasure in it? I'll tell you what, if I was making boxed mac and cheese every night and boiling hot dogs, I would not have pleasure in cooking. I've learned to make it a pleasurable hobby by putting on the music, lighting the candles, getting a good bottle of wine, picking up a fruit at the store. I'm really excited about eating. (laughs) Like, you know, I, we have all found these ways to bring pleasure to ordinary life. Exactly. And so my mind started kicking around, like, what if I actually started to embrace a in laundry as a job and wanting to do a really good job of it? Mm -hmm. And then B, I get to do this. Like, what if I found ways to bring pleasure into laundry? There are people right now listening that think we're certifiable. That's fine. That's fine. But there are ways. There are ways. And the, a lot of the show is just about skilling up. And, and, and we call it, we reference it as the art of homemaking. So the yeah. art of homemaking is not 
moldy towels behind your bathroom door and a linen closet that looks like holy hell, like just Mm -hmm. thrown in there. And, you know, like that's, there's no art to that. So this is just another arena where we can take the tasks we've been given throughout the day and elevate them, like you're Mm -hmm. saying, to something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why? You have to do it. Mm -hmm. Do it well. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is called Laundry Love, Finding Joy in a Common Chore by Karen B. Miller and Patrick Richardson. Okay. I have not read it. I've only read links. Uh, Yeah. They are laundry evangelists. (laughs) (laughs) Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, I love the idea because that is so much of what we have focused on in this podcast and what we continue to focus on in our homes is reviving these things, bringing joy to them, bringing beauty to them, bringing skill to them. And so let's talk about how we do that with laundry. Um, for me, learning that you could dry clean at home was like a really big thing. I only have a few garments that I need to dry clean, but turns out this is what she says in the book. It's that they put those tags like, Hey, dry clean only, you know, because we're basically laundry illiterate in America. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, and it, yeah. so it's not that it can't get wet. <laughs> it's that <laughs> they don't trust you to like know how to do it. They think you'll ruin it. Mm-hmm. So you, like, if you've ever just <laughs> dry, if you've ever just washed a dry clean only item, you will see why. Cause it's like, <laughs> yep. It just gets for you. Ironed a fabric that's not supposed to be ironed. Yeah. Done that too. Like melted a dress. Okay. So um, for me, where, where we're starting or as a homemaker, if I was taking another homemaker up under my wing, I would say centralize it all. It's get it out of the house. Okay. Get the piles out from behind the, Okay. door. Okay. Get the piles that are behind your children's bed. Grab hubby's stuff that he lets sit next to his bed. You know, like get it. I think that's a, a telltale sign of someone that does not like to do laundry when you go to their house and it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's little piles everywhere, whether they're clean, dirty, halfway there. Mm-hmm. Don't so, you think part of that too is just like submit to the fact that you sometimes have to have ugly things in your house and like put a laundry basket all the places. They're like trash cans. Yeah. You know, you can find prettier ones. You can find ways to dress it up, but the kids need one in every bedroom. There needs to be one in the bathroom. There needs to be a couple in the laundry room. Why are they so expensive? uh, Well, it depends on what kind you get. I just think, well, I need so many. I just think there's, yeah. When you buy 14 of anything, Angela. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then I start looking at like the really poorly wicker. made wicker with the canvas <laughs> lining. I'm like, I know this is just going to get thrown down the stairs with a yep. duvet in it and annihilated. Oh, yeah. yep. No, no I, I buy like the $4 plastic ones because they just last the longest I tend and, to get like a stack of them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Like they come like. Yeah. But yeah, put laundry baskets out. Like that's the number one. That's where I would start is make sure that there are actually laundry baskets in your house. Because if you're counting on your three-year-old to like take his dirty shirt 
up the flight of stairs to the laundry room to put it in the dirty clothes pile, it's probably not going to happen. Right. So that's that. Um, when we moved into our house, the laundry was actually in the kitchen, in the door where everybody walks in. I remember that right there. Right and I thought fireplaces, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Where the fireplaces. And I thought, oh, this is charming. How fun. It's right here where I can tend to it all the time. It wasn't charming at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the next kind of step for homemakers would be to create a space. And I'm saying this, you guys, under the umbrella of me and Angela, both having like totally crappy laundry rooms as of now. Like we have not got to them yet. They are not designed or beautiful or tended to, but they are just functional bones of a room. <laughs> I think functional is even a really generous word for mine. <laughs> yeah. I literally have to move cow manure encrusted boots out yeah. of the way so that I can open my dryer and pray that nothing falls on the floor. Mm-hmm. Really, is this the only place you could put the boots? Mm-hmm. Right here at mm-hmm. the clean laundry exit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But but you see those laundry room in my heart. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get there. It's gonna happen. Probably by the time my kids move out, and I only need to do two loads of laundry a week. Which maybe that's fine. Maybe that's fine because sometimes when I see those laundry rooms on Pinterest, I'm like, honestly, how many loads of laundry are you doing there? In there. Probably not that many. It looks great though, <laughs> but don't let that. If you're getting this like laundry, like, yeah, I'm going to kill it. And your laundry room is not so great. That's don't okay. Yeah. Don't let that stop you. Light a candle, put up a picture. Like that's fine. Uh, maybe we should post pictures of our laundry rooms on our patron page, Patreon page so that people can see what we're talking about. I've got like a tarp staple gone up behind my washing machine. <laughs> right now, there's a Lego cat on top of the Berkey, which is sitting on a stool next to my washing machine. <laughs> One time I found a dead bird in the laundry. No idea where it came from. It was just dead bird. In the dryer vent? Yeah. In? No, I pulled it out of the dryer. Like it had gotten washed. I don't know how that happened. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? Well, it was obviously dead before it went into the wash or it would have. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. But, wow. but, no, but like, like all things, just don't wait for, don't wait. Perfect laundry room. That is a lie from Pinterest. It is a lie from Pinterest. And you know what? Most people's laundry rooms aren't like 600 square feet. Like, right. With granite countertops. <laughs> Exactly. Or sometimes you'll even see the ones with like three washing machines and you're just like, you need to just chill out. Okay. It's fine. For all our ordinary listeners out there who are just living their ordinary lives in their ordinary houses with their ordinary budgets, you're fine. Okay. Doing their laundry in a musty basement. Yeah. Yeah. You're fine. Mm -hmm. But I would say like all things, because we are wanting to put organization and detail and beauty into this space as well. Mm-hmm. Look at your space. And first off, I would say, try to find ways to organize it. So laundry baskets is a really good one. One of the most important things I did for my laundry room was I went all out and I bought a really nice 
ironing board and a really nice iron because what? Why are you laughing? Talk and then ask me how I iron. Just talk. (laughs) Okay. But when I say really nice, you guys, it was like $45. But when you're used to ironing on like the ironing board you had in college or something, it's a, it was a huge step up because it was a lot bigger and it was adjustable. Ooh, la la. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would look at your space and think, how could I organize this so that it could serve what I'm trying to do better? Like, do I need to just get some throw up shelves or do I need to get a basket to put all my soaps in? Or just what are some small things that I do? Is there, could I just go through with a cardboard box and pull stuff out that doesn't need to be in this space? That's kind of getting in my, my way of having a pretty flow here. Okay. How do you iron? On the kitchen table. Really? On the wood table? Most of the time, probably 90% of the time I put down a tablecloth. I don't have a nice laundry board or ironing board. I have this decrepit thing that came with the house. Okay. It's kind of right up there with bacon grease, the sound of doing the ironing board. I can't stand it. And then it never gets put away and it's falling on a child. And yeah, no, I leave mine up all the time. I don't take it down. It's down in your laundry room. It's in my laundry room. It's just a staple of my laundry room. Always up in a bedroom or something for church mornings or it's awful. Yeah. Um, So most of the time I'm ironing on the kitchen table, which is crazy. I do put down a a terry cloth towel or something. Okay. I did just splurge. It wasn't really outrageous or anything, but I bought like a new iron. Yeah. I just like, you know what? You can have an iron for... Melty beads. Yeah. Thank you, Miss yeah, Elliot. You're welcome. Melty beads. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And you can have an iron for Sunday morning. And right. For your, yeah, like your dress. Yeah, so. <laughs> Let's talk about why we would want to iron because I'm telling you, young moms, there was a season in my life where <laughs> I actually wrote a blog post on this forever ago, but I was like, I'm really trying to up my game as like this, this wife who's taking care of her man. And I got up for like two days in a row and ironed Stu's clothes for when he was teaching. And then I was like, nope, I'm done here. I'm outie. And, <laughs> and so there was a season of my life where I don't know if it was because I wasn't quite in the same headspace that I am now, or if it's because I had young children, because they've both, they've happened at the same time. You know, I didn't iron. Like I didn't have a collection of linen tablecloths that I was taking care of. Mm-hmm. Um, so a, why do you iron and B, is there a workaround? And if people don't want to do that. Okay. I iron because it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, you know, I've been developing my homemaking skills over the years. So anything mm-hmm. that I'm into right now, I, ne- I wasn't necessarily into, I would be right. Like ashamed to show you like our flat as a young couple. Like I let my laundry room get all nasty. Like I, I wasn't like committed. Right. Like I am now it's, it's sad. And so you can always like use that excuse. Like, Oh, there's always an excuse. Right. Okay. So, um, I, but anyways, okay. I, do like to iron because I like things where you can see your progress. I like raking leaves. Uh, mm-hmm. I had carpeting 
when I've had carpeting, I like vacuuming. Mm-hmm. I like anything where you can like make a mark and see a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't like washing dishes, but I do like mm-hmm. those sort of things. Um, and I find ironing very therapeutic and just so hang with me, like regal, like when it's done an ironed piece of fabric is a yeah. fine thing. I love it. Mm-hmm. And with small children and needing to blow off steam and just decompress at the end of the day with a movie or whatever, I used to iron uh, while I consumed entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I would do it at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't like anything I had time for during the day. No mm-hmm. way. But it, yeah. I would set the ironing board up and do it while I watched a movie or something in the evening. Yep. That's when I still do it. I put on an audiobook or a podcast or a show and just... I find it very, it calms me down. It's very calming. It's very calming. It's extremely calming. There's no like noise of the sink. There's not a dishwasher running. There's not a vacuum cleaner. It's just peaceful Mm -hmm. and quiet. There's aromas. You know, I make my own like starch and you have the lavender or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell people why you would want to starch and or how you make it? I like a really crisp, like, I like a crisp garment or pillowcase. Mm -hmm. I love the way starched sheets feel. And I got this idea probably in high school. I remember my aunt telling me about a bed and breakfast they went to. And she was telling me about all the linens stacked in the linen closet at this bed and breakfast, which now I know you shouldn't stack your linens ironed, but, um, or starched rather. And, uh, how this bed felt getting in to this bed that was, in starch sheets. And I just thought then as a young bride, I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try, try that. Mm -hmm. And I just bought like a spray can of starch and it was amazing. Um, but I just use cornstarch and water and I, uh, use the amount of starch based on how heavy I want, Mm -hmm. how much snap, how much snap you want. Yeah. When we were in Italy, there was a woman at the house and her name was Paola and she was she was just one of those beautiful European women where she almost wore no makeup at all, no fancy jewelry, like the blouse that you're wearing, you know, just a basic blouse, basic, basic jeans, basic loafer. And I just kept yeah. looking at her like, mm, why do you look so good? Oh, Everything. She was all pressed. And smart. so I asked Carla from Jovi, I was like, Carla, why <laughs> help me pinpoint this? Why does she just look because it wasn't anything fancy. There was no dyed hair. There was like, it wasn't red lipstick. There was nothing like that. And I couldn't put my finger on it. And she said, no one in Italy owns dryers. No. So they wash their clothes. They hang them out to dry. Everything is ironed. Socks are ironed. Pants are ironed. Every blouse she wore was ironed. And it was like, it was a noticeable difference. Now I'm not saying I've arrived there, but I would like to, I would like to get there. And yeah. part of it is just paring down the clothes to really nice, just a few really nice pieces well, and not to like, like we don't have near what we have. No, it's like, it's, Hey, you're going to all better, not more. Man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you're going to iron five shirts and two pairs of pants, you know, for your whole week's wardrobe, <laughs> like you're going to be fine. And maybe a little sundress for Saturday. Um, like making me like hot and bothered. I know I it, love it. 
it makes such a difference. And you know what? You can start small with that too. Like maybe you start with your clothes because maybe it really matters to you. And then maybe you, once you get the hang of that, maybe then you move on to your husband's clothes. I'm not asking you to like iron your four-year-old's jeans. Like that's pearls before swine. Okay. Like let it go. (laughs) But I think that if as homemakers, we started to take some more pride in this. And it's just like, I got this. Like how, how much do we love to show off our gardens or a good meal that we've cooked? We love it. Feels good. I got skills, girl. Look what I can do. Have you seen my potted plants outside? You see that welcome. And what if we took that same pride in our napkins, our tablecloths, our outfits, like we're missing, we're missing it. Mm-hmm. You s- and okay. So again, people are listening that think we're crazy, but like <laughs> give ironing a try. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't get caught up in some 1950s stereotype that somebody has told you is a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. Don't believe some garbage lie. Like yeah. I'm telling you, if you're a homemaker and you are, whether you work full time or not, you live in a house. Mm-hmm ironing is legit and yeah. it's so enjoyable. I know some people hate it, but just give, hear me out here. What if the ironing was like the treat for doing the laundry? Mm-hmm. You know, a little paradigm shift there. Make yourself a nice like coffee or a cup of tea, or I love to have hot chocolate at night when I'm feeling naughty and make myself a cup of hot chocolate. Drink it in bed. How many regional (laughs) British accents did you just pop in that sentence? You're welcome, UK (laughs) listeners. You are welcome. (laughs) I cannot have hot chocolate at night as much as I would love to have a sipping chocolate in the evening. Because it keeps you awake. (laughs) Oh, I have to have it like right before bed, which is really good. You can fall asleep before (laughs) my calorie intake so I can fall asleep before it kicks in. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'll drink two cups of whole milk. (laughs) Right. right before falling asleep. Um, okay. So yes to the ironing, yes to everything we've said, but let's dial it back. Even let's the pretend. Laundry. Yeah. Let's pretend like we're doing laundry. I'm going to share with you guys. I've done a thousand methods over the year. I've done the piles where when we lived in Alabama, our laundry room was on the sun porch and I didn't know anything about living in the South. And so I would make these piles of dish rags and dirty clothes. And then a day later, I would go to wash them and it would just be mold, just musty mold. It was disgusting. In one and day? oh, yeah, it's okay. I mean, it was like on the Gulf of Mexico. Like It was so humid and I didn't know I didn't know enough. And I was a young, you know, wife. I just didn't know. So since then, I've stopped stockpiling laundry and doing it all on one day. It's too overwhelming for me. And I don't find joy in it personally. I know that some people love to do all their laundry on one day, but like I shared with you guys on Monday, I have dialed it into a system that works really well for us and the amount of kids we have. Remember I have four kids. And then of course me and Stu, and I do two full loads of laundry every day. And when I say full, I say in my mind, I say it top to bottom, which means top meaning you go through the house and you gather up the dirty dish rags and the gross hand towels and any towels that were left on the bathroom floor. And you know, the sock that's on the couch, like that's the top. You put it in the washing machine 
the bottom is when you take it out of the dryer, you actually have to sort it. You got to put it away. So some stuff goes into the ironing pile, but here's how I do it. I separate basically a bleach load. So like white, 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 you know, my kitchen rags and my hand towels and Stu's white shirts and those kinds of things. And then I basically be darned. There's nothing like bleach. (laughs) There's nothing like bleach. It's a total nostalgia thing for me. Right. My mom uses bleach. She used bleach growing up. I love the smell of it. I do. I can't help it. Um, so basically I only separate red things, super red things that I'm worried about bleeding on other laundry and then everything in between and then a bleach load. So it's pretty general. Okay. You with me? Uh huh. Okay. And then, and then when stuff comes out of the laundry, I just, I literally do it on my floor and I'm throw, I sort it all into piles, boys, girls, mom and dad towels on the floor, on the floor. We have a down in our apartment. We have a nice big rug right outside the laundry room. So I just sort it all. And then they all go into a basket. The girls get their basket. They put them away. The boys get their basket. No, I don't fold them. They know how to fold them. Yeah. Okay. Um, If they were younger, like I still fold Juliet's. I still help her to hang up her dresses and stuff and fold her stuff for her dresser. But um, the point is, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Doing 12 loads at a time is a really big deal. It's like hours and hours. Your day goes wrong and then you don't get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up with eight loads on your bed before you go to sleep. Oh no, I have. Okay. (laughs) There are rules. (laughs) Rules of engagement. Listen to me, ladies. Don't put the laundry on your couch. Yeah. That is the couch. Like that is a no, no (laughs) in this house. The laundry does not go into the living space. Uh, So um, I grew up watching my grandma swing open the dryer and then she would lay everything flat over the dryer. Okay. Right over to the counter and she'd fold it. And like, that was that I would put it away if I was there. And obviously she put it away when I wasn't. Um, I, so laying laundry flat is a big thing for us. That's why I said on the, that's why I asked you on the floor. So like, I'll bring it up. And now we have this really ugly railing in our hallway. Mm-hmm. So I'll say to the kids, okay, lay everybody's stuff flat according to whose it is. Yeah. And then everybody put your stuff away. But there's a rare occasion where Joel, where Joel will empty the dryer and put it on the couch. I'm like, have you lost your mind? Because <laughs> it never gets picked up. What are you doing? Yeah. It's just like, that's where we live. You can't put laundry there. Yeah. And and we, we've talked, you know, more so in past seasons of always having your home in a posture that's ready to bring people in. Bring so it, in. when your girlfriend, you know, stops by and she just needs to have a cup of coffee with you or when, mm-hmm. you know, we had our pastor stop by one time and I was just like, this was horrible. It was horrible timing. Um, and that's when people come. It's always when it's horrible timing. Always. So like one thing through those really stingy situations we've been in, one thing I've learned is like, I work really hard to keep the home in a posture of being able to bring somebody in and not being mortified at what's happening, Mm -hmm. which usually means the living room and the dining room and the kitchen. Like, cause the way people move through our house, those are mostly where people go. Same here. 
You don't want to have to like swoop up all the laundry and move it into the basket when somebody comes in. I always try to keep like, even if there's dirty dishes, they're like gathered and they're centralized in one location. Right. The sink and the laundry cannot be around the house. Now, like with our situation, like our laundry room is our foyer. It's horrible. Our house like is, that's where people come in. It is. Unfortunately, yeah. I have a proper entrance at the front, but it's a country house. So like people don't come. Like walk to the front door. It's not like a, it's a front door from the garden. It's yeah. not a front door from the driveway where you pull in. Right. So when they pull in and then they park and they walk along the flags and they come in, they come right to my laundry room door, which is why we're putting it up here because mm-hmm. I just have a boot room and like a proper hall. Yeah. And not have your laundry room right where people walk in. Yeah. Because like today, today I'm doing laundry. So there's two loads on the floor. The dryer's running, the washer's running. And so yeah. if somebody walks in, hey, welcome to my laundry room. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that's a, um, find a method that works for you. I don't think that there's necessarily a one size fits all, but you know, like we've been talking about like small things, small habits, just that little bit of a grind every day, that little bit of reminding yourself like, Hey, no fairies are coming in. I got to show up to do this. And it's easier to show up in small amounts. Yeah. It just is the, uh, it's funny. You keep saying no fairies in our house. It's the auto. Who's going to show up the auto parts fairy. It's an old NASCAR commercial about the auto parts fairy. So that's what we say. Oh, well, you said that on Monday, you said the fairy thing on Monday and I, and I've been like telling it to myself all week. Um, I was cleaning off the bookshelf and I sorted some books out that, Mm -hmm. you know, they were ready to move on to their next life. Goodwill or whatever it is. And the stash was just sitting there and there was a stash to be thrown away that had gotten a little trash and a stash to move to the girl's room. And I was like, I walked past it for a day. I'm like, Shay, stop it. Do you, I'm sorry. Do you think that Owen is going to come and deal with these books for you? Like nobody is coming. The Calvary is gone. The Calvary. (laughs) You are the Calvary. Fairies are not coming. (laughs) Right. So like take 15 minutes and deal with this. And then you just get to release it. And when you do that, and when you show up in that way, in those small amounts, then you kind of create this space in your home to be able to do things that can actually be really filling and can be joyful, like ironing. And I know that that sounds crazy, you guys, but when you feel like we go through these huge emotional roller coasters as moms. Like, am I totally failing at everything I've tried to teach right. my kids? Right. You know, where you make a dinner and it's a total flop or you say something stupid and you got to go ask for, you know, a family member's forgiveness. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's all this dynamic that's going on in our house. And so the things that we can actually really tend to well and intentionally, that's a, it's small. It's a pretty small list. Mm-hmm. Right. We can show up in these ways. Yeah. It falls under like last season's category of choose your heart. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do think laundry is a complete wasted opportunity. And I'm again, pointing the finger at myself here. I have wasted this opportunity to learn a new skill, to use this as an opportunity to care for my family in this way. Here's an example. I did iron the boys' clothes for Easter and Juju's pants. I was like, look at, I love (laughs) you. I, um, 
I use essential oils in just like a little spray bottle, you know, to like mist on stuff sometimes when I iron it and like their faces lit up. It was like, Oh, this is, this is cool. I feel good. I feel, I'm feeling sharp. I smell good. And I thought, Oh man, look, look what you can do. Look at the small little thing that you can do that beautifies the aroma of your home, both emotionally and physically, like, you know, they reacted to it in an emotional way. Yeah. And it was, it was really convicting. Like this is, this is an opportunity to like really shine and put your hand to something beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. So to go deeper, culturally speaking, the the culture is going nowhere fast. Okay. The appreciation for beauty and finery and excellence is not encouraged. And I think as uh, homemakers with children, we have a responsibility to keep that flame lit. And I have to remind myself all the time. And if I can remind you that doing those things where you are setting a bar to give your children a chance to experience something excellent, even like an ironed garment, even the difference between, oh, this is what it feels like when mom presses my clothes mm-hmm. versus when she, like you're, that is, that is a small way of you contributing to putting people out into society that have a higher standard, mm-hmm. not just some low bottom feeder mediocrity where nothing matters and you can mm-hmm. collapse to the white house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's like a whole nother soapbox for me. So mm-hmm. I'll stay off of it. But I, mm-hmm. but I do feel strongly about it as a mom that especially with last year, we were like, you know, all home and all just easy to be slovenly, even easy to stay in sweatpants. I've dealt with this with my own children, you know, like encouraging people to brush their hair or why don't you put on a button up or something? Why does it matter? We're just home. It doesn't matter anymore. Like we... I feel a moral obligation to society to do things that elevate my children's experience so that I am putting those people into society to fight this current trend of just nothing mattering and mediocrity and no appreciation for beauty and consumerism and just consumerism, a, a totally different direction. We're talking about like laundry, but don't be deceived that the little tiny things you do during the day don't matter. Don't think they don't matter. Mm-hmm. You're setting a standard when, especially for your children, if you have children in the house, you're setting a standard and they will look back on that standard and they will remember. Mm-hmm. What a, what a freaking iron shirt felt like, felt like. Yeah. And even, and even if you don't get to that point, like they're going to remember if mom was a basket case bitching and moaning at them yeah. about their laundry all the time, yeah. they will remember if she did her work with, with grumbling yeah. or with dignity. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and ultimately like if we are hoping that our children carry this on and tend to homes of their own, whether they're girls or boys, mm-hmm. like we all got to live somewhere. 
I sure don't want to raise the type of boy that just goes from, you know, my house to some other woman's house and is like, Hey, take care of me. Like, I don't know how to do anything. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So laundry is a very easy and plenty of opportunities <laughs> every day to bring your children alongside you and say, okay, boys, it's lawn. It's your laundry day. My boys know how to wash their laundry. I supervise because I, I do enjoy it. And we talk about it. We talk about sorting clothes. You know, it's, it's such a, and when they do a good job, it's such a source of pride for them. So I think this is a skill that we can give our children. That's reflective of so much more than clean clothes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we then in turn get to, to nourish those good things, the discipline, the consistency, the good habit, the pride in your work, the confidence of when I, I challenge you listeners to press your shirt, starch a nice blouse, put it on in the morning and see if your day isn't better than when you wear your white t-shirt. It is. I, I am 100% confident that will be the case because it does matter. And I think this kind of goes back to what we've been talking about. It's not this flashy amazing. It's not like, Oh my gosh, I got this new Louis Vuitton. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I just ironed my target shirt. Like I'm, you know, it's not expensive. It's not an investment. It's not a quick fix. It's not just a consumeristic high. It's just taking care. I cared for what I was given. I cared for what I was given. I took pride in it. I did a good job and I did it with a joyful heart and with a joyful spirit of service to myself and to my family. And can we like, can we please remember that as homemakers, you know, we, we live in like this global, we're exposed to everything globally and we see how much we've been given. Okay. (laughs) It's a lot. Can we please do a good job with what we've been given? Yeah. And, 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 and you know is, what? Have you noticed that, how small that is, though? Like, how much can you really do a good job of tending to do a really good job? It's it's pretty small. No, you have very little control. No, but I mean, like, yeah. how much can you put your hand to and do a really good job of? You know, it's it's what I mean is that it's not just more, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. It's like, could you really well manage with your own hands a 6,000 square foot house? Mm-hmm. Probably not. That's a lot. Like houses that big used to have 30 servants to tend to them because it's a lot of work. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so a small house, like a small, quaint, quiet life, even if it's not this big, grandiose McMansion, like homemakers, you can make that sparkle. <laughs> like you can really make a difference in a home like that. Hmm. 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 Uh, on a more practical point, people are going to ask us like, what laundry detergent? You use? How do you get stains out? Uh, okay. I use shout, <laughs> shout spray. Here we go. Uh, okay. So my old world society people, that are member of the old world design society. There's a big article in the spring magazine talking about caring for linens 
Um, so I use a product called restoration for really bad, badly damaged or yellowed things. Okay. Uh, I keep that in stock. I keep, I'm an OxyClean junkie because I don't, even with OxyClean, I just don't know if it's the heavy mineral content here in the Midwest in our water. I can't keep anything white. Yeah. My towels look like crap after three months. It's mm-hmm. so sad. It just makes me really sad, um, even with bleach. So that to say, I use OxyClean. Um, shout spray is a staple in our house. Mm-hmm. And like we use the linens at dinner and the kids know to take them over, shout spray them, mm-hmm. pop them in the laundry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my laundry detergent, I buy just a big, I used to make my own, mm-hmm. um, the whole borax, uh, fell snap, the fell snap is very toxic. Um, but it's, it's a great recipe, but, um, mm-hmm. I use, I get a big five gallon or three gallon from concentrate from Azure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've got some good ones. Shout is one of those things that like procrastination is not your friend when it comes to stains. Like it's better to just rip that bandaid off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just deal with it. Deal with it right away. Like it will make your job so much easier. Um, There was a time where toxic wise, I was just kind of a purist about this and that. And I've kind of just had to let that go for a little while because I, I simply can't give it the mental energy I just, I do the best I can. I buy the fragrance free and then I just get on with my life and you, we're fine. We'll be fine. Um, I don't use fabric softener at all. No. That's, that's really, really friends. That is like uh, the dry cleaning. It's super toxic. It's also not great for your fabrics ultimately. Yeah. And so I just use it. I use a stain cleaner. I use a detergent. That's it. I don't use any kind of dryer sheet. I just use a wool ball with some drops of essential oil on it. I love to use lavender or lemon or peppermint, even sometimes just whatever I'm feeling. So that's kind of how I soften things up and add a little nice fragrance. It's really, really simple. Oh, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking I've never used a fabric softener ever. I was thinking dryer sheets. I do not use dryer sheets. Yeah. If they can be used as a mosquito repellent, like I don't need to. (laughs) Plus, I um, It's just unnecessary. We're very smell sensitive. Like the fragrance in the the laundry aisle. (laughs) I can't breathe. No, I can't go down the dog food aisle or the laundry aisle. I can't. I will throw up. Um, (laughs) But the fragrance like. Yeah. We're super sensitive to her in our family because I haven't used anything with fragrance like that in in as many years as I can remember. So like if Joel goes and stays at family's house and then comes here and like he's got like this sweatshirt on or whatever, it's got like all yeah all downy things. Oh, my <laughs> kids are like, get I have to wash it three times before that smell will go away. I'm sorry, that stuff is going like right in your blood. <laughs> that is no good. <laughs> I cannot stand it. I want to smell like Dior or Chanel. And I know that's poison too, but I'm going to choose my poison and I am not going to smell like Tide. If you have to smell like a poison, Dior smells better than Mountain Breeze Downy. Not Death by Tide or Downy. (laughs) Let's be real. This is homemaker chic. (laughs) You're so awesome. (laughs) 
I just love you. Um, homemakers, we hope that this has encouraged you. I frankly, like I am right, like in my seat right now. I'm like, I want to go iron. You know, I want to go like my laundry along. <laughs> I want to go just tend to these things and slow down for a hot minute and <sighs> bask in the, frankly, the joy and the privilege that homemaking is because it is just that. And I'll tell you, I was a working mom when I had my first kid And all I could think about was how can I be home with this little beautiful thing? I mean, she was at work with me. I literally took her to my job, but I only lasted there for six months. I was like, I got to get home. I got stuff to do there. I got things to iron and meals to cook. And, you know, sometimes you get where you've been wanting to go and you, you need to acknowledge like just being a home, having a home, even if it's an apartment by yourself, that's a, such a beautiful blessing. So like, let's take some pride in it and do a really, really good job of taking care of it. Yeah. The end. Um, Do tomorrow (laughs) is ultra feminine Friday over on Instagram. And so maybe like, we don't want to see your dirty laundry, Mm -mm. dirty laundry going on out there in the world. Show us your clean laundry. Mm -hmm. Show us something you're taking pride in, whether it's a freshly starched tablecloth or a favorite blouse. Yes. Do that. Show some love to our sponsors. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com. Get in on April's recipes before the cutoff so that you can get the recipes for our beautiful picnic menu. They're delicious. Rave reviews coming in already over on our Facebook group. And of course, if you'd like to chic up your wine collection and drink our beautiful old world wines, do that at dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. You guys, I want you to do me a favor. If you would, if you've listened this far, you're obviously a homemaker chic fan, or maybe you hate us, but you've just given us the last hour of your life. Will you please do us a favor and share this episode with somebody that you know, who could use a little encouragement in this department Obviously on this podcast, we talk about a lot more things than laundry, but we are trying to reach the hearts of homes all around the world. And we've done a really amazing job. You guys have shown this podcast so much love. You've shared it with your friends. Will you keep doing that for us so that we can continue to reach new people? It's super easy to share an episode. Just copy the link either from our website or from wherever you're listening to this. If it's on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever. Go ahead. Off in a text message. Yes. The copy button. Say, hey, Sarah. Hey, yep. Lisa. I thought you'd enjoy this episode on laundry. Boop. Yep. And um, like Angela said, do tag us in your laundry because we kind of wanted to issue a laundry challenge to you as homemakers to do a good job at this, to switch your mindset, to make it a thing of joy, to make it a thing of beauty, to make it a get to not have to sort of a task in your house. And see how that affects your week. See how that affects the work that you're doing going about in your home. We're going to do it with you. We're going to work extra hard and be extra vigilant about staying on top of these things and really adding as much beauty as we can to it. We encourage you to join us. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Happy Thursday, my friends. We'll see you guys on Monday. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.